Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP, the best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo with big data and real-time and predictive analytics from the consumer to the enterprise. Learn how to help your organization move in exciting new directions. Here's your host, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, and if you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place. Today's buzz, government and you. Let's go through the drill. Okay, you're a startup. Everything's great. You've checked every box required to bring your amazing tech vision to the marketplace. Wow. But did you account for on your prep list navigating the everyday red tape of what we like to call the government bureaucracy? You know, it's local, it's regional, it's national, maybe it's even global and a mix thereof. And if you decided you're going to sell to the government in your business plan, are you prepared for those tougher challenges? And if you want to do business with smart cities, we hear that San Francisco, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and others are using big data. There are opportunities for apps. You can help cities become smarter and smarter. Do you know about that? And are you prepared to go through those hurdles? I have a panel of experts. We're going to be talking about this very broad subject today. Let me tell you who's on the panel, and then in about two minutes, you will meet them. First up, we have PV Mohan Moran, ha, Mohan Ram. And Mohan is the first five letters of his last name, and he told me I can call him Mohan. So there, he's from MIBS. We'll find out more about his company in a minute. And he says, doing business with government organizations requires focus patience, and deep understanding of the process. Here's a reality check. Sometimes it can be messy, but you need to stay on course and pursue it. Words of wisdom from Mohan. We'll be hearing from him in a minute. We also are joined by a repeat guest today, Padman Ramankuti from Intrigo and other startups. He quotes the inestimable Benjamin Franklin all the way back. Yeah, we're still talking about Ben. And the quote is, he that can have patience can have what he will. Sounds very, very wise, Padman. Thank you. We'll talk to you in a minute. And rounding out the panel is another repeat guest, Robert Kapanen from SAP Startup Focus. You all know him. And Robert says, oh, he quotes Winston Churchill today. This is great. Some people regard private enterprise as a predatory tiger to be shot. Somebody give me a sound effect there. Others look on it as a cow they can milk. We won't do sound effects there. But not enough people see it as a healthy horse pulling a sturdy wagon. Hmm. Very interesting way to back into the topic there, Robert. We'll find out what he means by this Winston Churchill quote. So join us for the next hour for valuable insights and perhaps even invaluable insights on startups and government learning to get along. And I hope you'll please join us on Twitter. We have the hash stream open. It's hashtag SAP radio. I see a tweet just came. Oh, okay. Uh, we have a Prabhakar Prasad says he's tuning into the business channel now to catch Padman Ramankuti live on Startup Focus. Yes. Thank you very much. We love audience that tweets with us. And I am Bonnie D. Graham. This is Startup Focus with Game Changers presented by SAP. We're live. It's Thursday, November 21st, the week before U.S. Thanksgiving. And I'm glad you're sticking around to listen with us to this great panel today. So let's meet our panelists. First up is PV Mohan Mohanram. He joined MIBS. Am I pronouncing it right? Is it MIBS or MIBS? Mohan? MIBS is perfect. Good. Okay. He joined it in July 2001 as Senior VP Sales and Marketing. He brings with him 21 years of experience in the IT industry. Before MIBS, he was VP of Sales and Marketing at Live Documents. 
He serves as an expert on industry forums, and he also guides other startups. Very interesting. He's passionate about technology, and he has designed and implemented large enterprise-wide solutions across verticals. And guess what he does in his spare time? He loves adventure sports. I'll ask him if he likes extreme adventure. He hikes, and he writes poetry to keep his spirits high. I don't know if you're going to read a poem for us today or not. Mohan, welcome to Startup Focus. How are you today? Wonderful. Hello, Pony. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Bangalore, India, and it's 2.30 in the morning. Oh, you are a champion. We get callers from all over the world on the show. I think you're the, the earliest or perhaps the latest time of day on the show, so thank you. Maybe you'll read us a little of your poetry later. I know we didn't talk about it, but why don't you think about it? Maybe there's something that has to do with startups and government. Will you think about that while we're talking later? Shop, shop. Okay. <laughs> and also joining us, return guest Padman Ramankudi. He's the CEO at Intrigo. He's a well-known supply chain and enterprise strategist with deep expertise in new technologies deployment. That's why he's here. Padman has 20 years and more of experience in the ERP and SEM space, and he serves on the boards of venture-backed companies. He's also an advisor to several clients in the SAP space. Before Intrigo, Padman was co-founder and CEO of Bristlecone, an IT services company that he spearheaded for over eight years, and I know you're associated with other companies. Padman, welcome back. How are you today? Very good, Bonnie. Great Where are you to be calling from? Thank you. Where are you coming from today? Again in Pittsburgh this time. Okay, Pittsburgh, and Pennsylvania. What's, what's going on in Pittsburgh? Is it just getting dusty like it is here in New York? No, it's getting windy and cold. Not much, I know. Okay, yeah, it's been pretty crisp here on Long Island. We probably have a very similar weather pattern, I'm guessing. Thanks for joining us, Padman. Really appreciate your sharing your expertise with us today. Great topic. And let's round out the panel with Robert Kapanen. As you all know, but I will repeat it, he's the head of Global Market Enablement for SAP Startup Focus Program. He's also an attorney. We've never really talked about that, Robert. And a seasoned Silicon Valley leader with a track record of develop- delivering high-impact results in large and small companies. And at SAP Startup focus. He works with a growing portfolio of high potential big data startups like the ones we're talking to today to help them enable their market success with solutions running on SAP HANA. Robert, welcome back. Thanks so much, Bonnie. How are you? Good, good. Where are you calling from? Good, good is good. Where are you calling from? Calling in from uh, sunny California right now. I'm glad it's uh, sunny California. Robert, I never asked you before, but what kind of an attorney are you? I used to do business in international law. Many moons ago. Okay. And what got you into the startup field? Just a quick bio here. Talk to me. Oh, startups have always been very ex- exciting uh, t- to me. It's always been where the, uh, the innovation and where the most exciting action was. And so I uh, always gravitated towards uh, uh, startups, and it's very fun doing uh, startup work within a larger corporate environment as well, too. Well, thank you very much. Good to know. Needed to get a little deeper into your bio. So I tell you what, let's go back into the opening. I'm going to ask you to talk to me about your quotes. We'll start with Mohan, and we're going to ask you about your quote. It was doing business with government organizations requires focus, patience, and a deep understanding of the process. Sometimes it can be messy, but you need to stay on course and pursue it. Mohan, talk to me. Are we talking about doing contracts for government? Are we talking about selling to government? Are we talking about just dealing with the red tape of every day doing business? What's your perspective, please, at MIBS? 
from uh, MIBS perspective, specifically if you look at the regional scenario in India, it, it's really challenging because, uh, you know, you have uh, very high bureaucracy and uh, you have decision makers who keep changing quite often. So it's very challenging for the startups to really follow with these accounts and really, you know, get deeper into them and see that, you know, you have some daylight at the end of it. So it's always a challenge. You know, to, to sum it up, you know, I have actually a poem that could sum up the whole thing, if I could. Uh, Bernie? Yes, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I would title it as Journey of Life. Basically, this is the journey of start of life. It goes like this. On our way to the destiny of life with we and our thoughts and strife, ahead is a journey that is unknown, yet we have to go, it, go through it all alone. Complaints were plenty with people and places, for we, un- we knew not how to play our aces. Mask on our face with emotions down, still smiling along without a frown. Trailing us was a path of pain. Looking forward, we see sunshine and rain. End of the journey, things look clear. Hope is the one that has got us here. So I think it's, it's very important for startups to have faith in their business and their product and keep moving ahead. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I, I enjoyed that very much. Thank you. We have a lot more to talk to you about. Thank you so much. Let's move to Padman Ramankuti from Intrigo. And you quoting, you are quoting Benjamin Franklin. He that can have patience can have what he will. How broad a what he will are we talking about here, Padman? I think uh, what he will is startups and founders are visionaries who want to change the world. With world doesn't move at the same pace as you or your thoughts. So if we don't have patience to explain it, and patience when we deal with the government in particular, to change an ordinary thing into, from an ordinary thing into an extraordinary service by the government for the people, it's going to take a long time. So if we want to make that change, we have to have that patience to think. And then you can change uh, to electronic voting, you can change to lots of different things that are that seem immovable, but you can you really have to have that patience to actually articulate and sell and convince people. All it takes is one bureaucrat to say yes, and everything uh-huh. will fall in place. Very well put. Now let, let's flip that around, Padman. Do you think that sometimes the startups are so excited and so energetic and so I'm ready, the market's ready, let's do it, that it's a deal breaker, perhaps I'll use the word spiritually or emotionally, when they hit that wall and the government is saying, you didn't fill out this form, you didn't fill out that form, you didn't pass this specification, you don't have this requirement. Do do you see that being a deal breaker sometimes where they really feel they're, they're getting their foot stepped on and they want to step back and say, is it really worth it? What do you observe? I think uh, today we are starting to see where startups are a little bit more nuanced about how to approach the government. I think in the early days, um, myself included, hated dealing with it because of the forms didn't get filled or somebody didn't follow a process or something a uh, little trivial but very important in the government circle was never filled out, so you were back in the bottom of the pile. So. Um, that discouragement uh, is slowly wi- uh, moving away. Because the government is also slowly but surely embracing newer technologies and a lot more transparency. So I think the process is be- becoming more transparent. 
So startups can stop talking and start listening and looking, you have an opportunity to sell to the government. Thank you. You had a lot of very, very important words of wisdom in that. I almost wanted you to repeat it so I could write them down, but we'll, we'll listen to the tape. Great stuff. I'm looking for a reality check. We're talking about people. Real people are starting the startups, right, Robert Kapanen? And they have moods and emotions, and they have plans, and they have goals and dreams, right, Robert? So yeah. sometimes you hit that wall. And, Robert, before we get to your quote from Winston Churchill, and, Joel, I think we'll push the break out a couple of minutes so I can talk to Robert. Robert, before we do that, did you agree? And do you see your startups coming through the SAP Startup Focus Program? Do you see some of them saying, OMG, I want to sell to the government, but God, how much do they want from my high? Do you see that happening a lot? Yes, absolutely. It is the most uh, challenging area. And startups are inherently um, resource-constrained. And so to have that runway, to have that patience to run for uh, months and, and quarters and even years uh, before uh, closing a government contract is just uh, takes an incredible amount of, of patience and fortitude and, and resources. And so uh, we see that most directly with uh, government agencies, government departments. Um, second, after those government uh, agencies, as, uh, agencies and departments, the heavily regulated industries such as utilities, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, aerospace defense, those are also like quasi-governmental departments. Okay. And, Robert, what do you counsel your startups? I'm, I'm still going to get to your quote. Don't worry. What do you counsel the startups when they come to you and say, Robert or Michelle or whoever, Aslan and Costa, we're, we're trying so hard, but it's sucking us dry and resources and time. And, my goodness, we thought we'd be in market by now. How do you how do you guide them? Do you use what Padman said, have the patience and you'll get what you need? What do you say? Um, we we count, counsel them that you know, basically it will be a very long, uh, challenging okay. undertaking, and that you know the, the other other private enterprise opportunities um, will be much less uh, painful and a much uh, uh, you know shorter shorter time to uh, uh, time to con- conclusion and, and uh, successful deployment. Um, now, you know, having said that, and we'll get into this in the meat of this conversation, mm-hmm. there are now government departments that are turning to startups saying, you know, we understand you have the innovation, and so we want to work with you now. Exactly, and that's what I was alluding to when I talked about smart cities. We will get into that. Now, Robert, before we go to break, let's ca- tackle your quote from Winston Churchill. Some people regard private enterprise as a predatory tiger to be shot. I'm, I'm picturing a movie here, Robert. Others look on it as a cow they can milk. Not enough people see it as a healthy horse pulling a sturdy wagon. Give me the guts of how this relates to our topic on government and startups, please. Yeah, it's just, I just love that quote just because... I look at kind of where we started, and, and government was, you know, regulating. You know, the, the big heavy hand that regulates and, and taxes. And then um, we saw governments kind of turning around, saying, "Hey, you know, we could get some uh, great innovations uh, from entrepreneurs and, and from startups, and this is actually the engine to drive uh, uh, job job creation." So if you look at some of the fastest-growing uh, companies and the fastest-growth employment opportunities, uh, we really need um, you know the, the startups and the entrepreneurs to uh, to set up camp and be successful, and then start hiring all hiring all the employees that we're losing from all of our other industries. 
so we, while we have industries you know, dying off en masse, we have to be uh, replenishing, re- refilling, and defining a new uh, future uh, with, with these innovations coming from, from startups. And so, um, you know, government's gone from heavy-handed regulating to trying to be more friendly on the regulating to actually supporting and, 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 and you know, co-innovating um, mm-hmm. you know, and we can get into it in the chat, but, you know, smart cities, uh, you know, big data. Um, and then, you know, governments are saying we can operate smarter, be smarter if we buy from uh, these startups. Very good. Well, that's good. That's good. And we're going to talk about that not only in our roundtable chat in a few minutes, but let's talk about that in our predictions phase in the crystal ball segment at the very end of the show, Robert, and see what you predict in terms of the, the balance. Is the scale going to be going in terms of toward more government entities going to more startups and saying, wow, we want that. We'll make it easy for you. Oh, we can only pray. Guess what? It's time for our first break. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Startup Focus with Game Changers presented by SAP. I'm speaking today to PV Mohan, Mohan Ram from MIBS, from, to Padman Ramankuti from Intrigo and Robert Kapanen from SAP. I think I got them all right this time. Please join us on Twitter. Join Mr. Prasad. He's out there all by himself at hashtag SAP Radio. I'll be taking a look and retweeting. And when we come back, guess what? I'm going to ask my guests what they're drinking. Can't wait to hear what our friend in India is drinking at 2.30 in the morning. That'll be a surprise. Could be poetic. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. We'll be right back. Joel out. In today's globalized world, the competition for customers and marketplace has never been fiercer. Emerging technologies, especially those like big data, can help level the playing field and enable everyone from established enterprises to nimble startups to radically change the status quo. The bottom line, if you embrace technology, you can innovate your way to success. Big data is changing the way we live our lives and do business. Learn how with Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. With new companies like yours competing aggressively for top customers, your strategies and tools must level the playing field and position you well against your larger adversaries. Today, you are faced with global competition for both customers and talent that will drive your business. The bottom line, you need to define what's going to set you apart, and you need to embrace innovation in every facet of your company and your brand. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. You're listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Startup Focus with Game Changers. Here we go. And before we start our wonderful roundtable segment where we're going to be talking to all three guests, of course, you know my guests are Mohan Mohan Ram from MIBS, Padman Ramankuti from Intrigo, and Robert Kapanen from SAP Startup. I have to find out what they're drinking because nobody could do a live radio show without something in their cup. So, Mohan. 2.30 in the morning, yeah. my goodness, we're keeping you up. I, I hope you have some caffeine there, although you sound very lively to me. What's in your cup right now, or what do you wish you were drinking, Mohan? 
Actually, it's not coffee, uh, Boni, and it's it's tender coconut, and it's been twentieth uh, hour of the day for me. So uh, I need a lot of energy. So I'm being tender coconut, being a natural sport drink. I'm enjoying my tender coconut with honey. Oh, that sounds delicious. I want some. Thank you very much. And Padman Ramankuti at Intrigo, what are you drinking today? Oh, the standard non-fat latte from Starbucks. Okay. And does that keep giving you the energy you need and the caffeine you need? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Extra hot. Oh, sounds good. Be careful there. We don't want you getting upset over the excitement of the show. And Robert Capanen out there in California, what are you drinking today, Robert? Just just water. It's all about water. It rained this week in California, which is a huge event uh, because we rely on rain and snowpack for all of our drinking water. Oh, okay, good. Well, glad to hear that. Now, let's get the roundtable started. I've asked each of you in advance of the show, as our listeners may know, for some interesting talking points that we can use to spark the conversation. I'm going to pick a couple along the way and ask you all to talk about them. I have an interesting point here from Mohan. He says, we're talking about government and startups getting along, and that's a broad category. Are you selling to them? Are you just doing the red tape? Are governments coming to you and saying, knock, knock, hello, startup, love what you've got, we want to be part of that? So it can go in many directions. So Mohan told me, he said, you need to have people with specific skill sets in handling bureaucracy at all levels and have the ability to get their work done. So let's talk about the reality check of, I don't know which side of the government you're on, selling to or just dealing with. But Mohan, give me some insights, please, on this statement. What kind of skill sets? Is it just sheer patience and fortitude? Or are there people who are actually trained in dealing with government forms and contracts and specifications. So give us a little background on this statement, then I'm going to ask Robert and Padman to chime in. Go ahead. Mohan? Yeah. Uh, Boni, I think it's, it's very important for this startup uh, who actually would wish to do business with government uh, to have some internal resources who have actually previously worked with government organizations, basically because uh, uh, it's very important for them to actually make their way into various decision makers, the processes that is involved in actually moving ahead. Uh, It's actually a lot of time and effort that gets into it. So it is important to have those specific skill sets in actually handling these people. You know, it's not that street smartness that is required. It's that extra perseverance, as uh, Padman was mentioning earlier. I think that is very critical uh, in actually moving ahead with you know, doing government business. That's very critical. Thank you very much. Padman, you want to chime in there? You agree? Yeah, I, I think um, special skills in sales, marketing, contract management, and relationship. It's not a straightforward relationship management like you do in a commercial environment. What a government salesperson or an interaction person should understand is the power structure and the hierarchy and the subtleties that come with dealing with a highly hierarchical uh, environment. So just walking up and say, look at this brand new feature I built and it'll make your life interesting is not necessarily correct. You have a person who has to go ahead and cement all the roads leading to the decision maker and have to manage all of those conversations in a orchestrated manner. And to me, this is the ultimate complex sale. Selling to a big company is actually much easier because we have lines drawn and we have understandings of that. Selling to the government 
And especially in a new technology and a new area, I think is very, very interesting and you need extremely good skills and mostly soft skills and mostly driven soft skills who can understand and make that sale. Thank you. And I'm going to read uh, one of the points you sent me, and I'm going to ask Robert to chime in on this, and, and all three of you, actually. Uh, you're talking about the cycle of life of working with the government, Padman, and you said startups, this is along with the skills, what do they need the skills to accomplish? What's the goal? And you say startups need to understand the budget cycle, the appropriation cycle, and friction in the supply chains when dealing with the government. So we have specific tasks and processes that need to be understood. Robert, you want to talk to those? Is that something you can address, the budget cycle, appropriation, and supply chain friction? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's similar to private enterprise, but, 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 mm-hmm. but different. And I think many of these um, processes will be very structured and very formalized uh, in government, so... All of these points are right on the mark to to understand the organization and when the when the budget cycle will be happening and who has authority over it when they're released how they can be used. Um, there's all sorts of you know special um, uh, processes created in government generally for the purpose of, of fairness um, and you know keep in mind various disclosures will have to be made uh, often you know competitive bidding. Is, is a very um, uh, you know high priority uh, goal to to ensure that that fairness and transparency. But you know very very elaborate processes um, are created and and also being followed. Whereas as Podman was 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 mentioning in uh, private companies, they can often turn on a dime because a particular executive has said let's let's forge ahead. With this particular initiative, and you know, mm-hmm. we'll fund it, and and let's you know, kick it off tomorrow, and you can have decisions happening, uh, uh, you know, very very rapidly. Whereas, um, you know, really understanding that government process will, um, you know, allow everyone to know expectations and disclosures and and uh, uh, you know, required documentation and, and everything else. Thank you. The ugly word rears its head. Documentation. Uh, who, I hear somebody talking. Who wants to chime in? Yeah, I, I really agree with Robert uh, this morning here. Yes, Mohan, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think what Robert is mentioning is just just exactly what is required uh, for the startups to be there, you know, and then specifically from Indian context, uh, you know, the, the kind of documentation that is required is, is really very, very heavy. And, uh, you know, one needs to actually go through this entire process before you can actually start talking to them. So it is pretty critical there. And, okay. I, and I think yeah. uh, it is... Simon. Sorry. Uh, and I think it's uh, it's pretty interesting, the gradation of the documentation requirements and the gradation of the de- uh, decision-making, whether it's the federal government or the state government or the local government or the cities, uh, is different. So there are places in our uh, government interactions where speed is good, and speedy decisions are made because they have not made a selection model. Uh, whereas in some cycles, the cycle of sale and the cycle of life uh, is the first year you spend coaching the buyer about your product and what it can do. The second year, they actually have it in the budget, and the third year, you deliver. So um, it depends on which level of the government you're dealing with and how you're dealing with them. So, Did you really say three years? Did you really tell me year one, year two, year three? You're not kidding. 
if you're on the federal side, yes, it could go as high as three years. If you're in the, um, sometimes if you're on the local side, it could be two years. Again, well, these programs depend on the agency within the government, the agency that needs it versus um, the size of the government. So local governments may be able to move faster, but with less money and less expectations. Okay. So can we safely give advice to startups and say don't let your very first sale be to the government or you could be waiting a long time for cash flow? Is that fair, Robert, to say that? Sorry, I missed that. Could, is it fair to tell a startup, please don't consider that your very first sale is going to be to a, let's say, to the federal government, because if, if what Padman was just describing, three years is a long time to wait for cash flow in a startup. Is that accurate? Oh, absolutely. And that that's, goes back to that um, uh, earlier comment that where, um, where cash flow matters most to a startup, um, the, the government is almost your your least ideal uh, customer mm-hmm. in terms of t- uh, time to value and, and, and time to revenue. Um, at the same time, if, you know, government agencies are willing to, um, you know, co-innovate and, and cooperate, then if there's a, a, a way of uh, massaging it such that you're actually leveraging government resources uh, to accomplish your goals, then you're, you're much better off ahead. And what government resources would we be talking about? I have a question coming after this, but just fill this in. What government resources would be helping you along the way, Robert? Whether it's a, a, a um, funding, a, a, a bursary, um, mentorship from a, a government uh, agency, uh, or, or you know something structured key contacts there, uh, or tax breaks. Um, I, I know that all the tech titans that were you know looking at a new. Uh, uh, real estate properties in San Francisco um, were, were definitely at the table talking about what sort of uh, uh, tax incentives they could receive to, to uh, remain in, in, in San Francisco and not leave the city. And so, uh, it, uh, but, but, but I think for, you know, the super innovative startups that, that uh, you know, bleeding edge of new things happening, uh, you know, I think that the mentorship um, uh, from you know departments of, of of energy or department of agriculture or any department that has a particular interest in what you're doing, those could be extremely uh, valuable. And it could be anything from you know general guidance to mm-hmm. uh, insight as to you know the macro trends um, to you know large data sets being opened up uh, to work with. Um, we have one uh, startup in, in in Boston that's uh, working on NSA secrets that. Are you know extremely classified, and they're working on big mm-hmm. data topics that are just just I- I- incredible. So they're sort of on the on the in on the inside, and they're bringing the innovation to what NSA is trying to do in in big data sets. Uh, you know, likely you know spying on on us, trying to uh, catch terrorists, but mm-hmm. uh, bringing in incredible new innovations to how how it's done, and maybe the government doesn't need to cast such a wide net and spy on everyone if they can get very targeted, very accurate um, uh, data using different approaches. 
Thank you, Robert. Good, good points. I want to take this in a slightly new direction, or a very new direction, rather. I'm looking at a discussion point that Mohan sent me before the show. We haven't yet talked about complementing, not complementing with an I, but complementing with an E, meaning augmenting or, or addressing with an addition. Uh, we, we haven't talked about the value of business partners, large business partners, as a respite or as an extra resource for a startup so they don't have to completely Walk that tight line alone when dealing with the government. So let me read this point. Mohan, I'd like you to address this, and then I'll ask Robert and Padman, not in that order necessarily, to come in. You say it's critical for a startup to work with larger business partners who can complement and add value to the relationship, thus helping in the qualification criteria. So you're being very specific. Talk to me about this. What? What? Give me some examples, if you can, Mohan. And is it more than just qualification, or can larger business partners perhaps bring that expertise in handling the process we've been talking about for so long? Yeah, I mean, I, I could actually mention our own case. Uh, we've actually been working with the local state government for the last two years for a specific healthcare project. So it's been toned off years to be more precise. And uh, we've, we've done a very successful pilot, and uh, it's, it's gone very well. But uh, things have not moved. Uh, that is when actually uh, we started working with SAP, start a focus program and got Hannah on board and we built the solution for analytics and that actually changed the entire scenario. So the, the mm-hmm. organization is now able to move forward with the government basically because the government sees us, yes, that their solution is recognized by the industry leaders and yes, there's a global opportunity for them and they know that the solution that we're going to provide now can actually solve their problems mm-hmm. and challenges that they have. So that has made a major difference for us, you know, specifically working with industry partners, you know, like SAP and IBM. So it, it does make a lot of difference and actually help us to qualify, you know, move up the ladder in terms of qualifying at various levels. Can you tell us a little bit about what MIBS does? I didn't ask you for that in the beginning of the show. Yeah. What exactly uh, MIBS, are you? We are yeah. into supply chain management solutions, uh, typically focused for uh, healthcare and automotive. Uh, we're a startup started in 2010, and uh, we are basically domain experts. Uh, we are a team of uh, experts uh, who've been in this specific domain for more than 20 years. Each of us. Mm. And we built our own solution, and uh, we were actually very recently, we were one of the finalists in uh, Startup Challenge in Orlando. And uh, just last month, we were one of the 30 companies in India as the most uh, promising startups uh, recognition we got. Congratulations. So, uh, well, uh, we've been working with large corporations, uh, automotive and healthcare. But, uh, yes, we've also started doing business with government. So as Padman mentioned, it's been more, the, more than two years now and we've just started getting some business and uh, the efforts that we've put till now, you know, is, is going to get into a big project very shortly now. So things are looking very bright. 
Well, congratulations on the wonderful accomplishments you've had so far. That's great, and it's interest, intriguing to me that you each come to the table in your company with 20 years of expertise. That certainly is a lot of people who know what they're doing. The question is putting that all together and packaging in a new startup. So, bravo. Now, I, Patton, and I want to turn to you. You sent me, I really want to put this up, paint it somewhere or crochet it somewhere. You call it dancing with a herd of elephants. I'm not sure how, how limber and agile and graceful the elephants are, but I, I think you mean well. You say working with partners and channels is extremely critical for success if a startup wants to do government business or business with government. So talk to me. Herd of elephants, really? What are we talking about here? Is that the partners, the channels, or the aggregate dance troop? It's the aggregate dance group. In the world (laughs) of uh, government, (laughs) uh, it is made up of um, many, many providers. And in the terms, the, the way the government works is, in, in trying to be fair across the board, they try to split up a project into many groups, many partners. And so if you are focused in as a startup, you could plug yourself into a particular ecosystem. And that means you may have a hardware partner, you may have a software partner in there, you may have an SI that you have never heard of because all they do is government work and they know how to do that government work very effectively. Mm-hmm. So as a startup, when you are dealing with the government, it would be great if you can plug yourself into that herd. And when you go into a project, you can actually bid together and you get to keep the peace you want. Also, these uh, large implementers and government contractors need smaller startups to see the fair distribution of the contract itself. And that, according to U.S. law, there is there are certain set-asides and compacts to, to be given to smaller companies, to women-owned uh, enterprises and startups that have uniqueness. So I think um, what Mohan uh, talked about is very, very correct. You have to learn to partner, and you get, get a sense of credibility when you are in that herd of elephants that you, you're going to complete with. Thank you. Robert, let's hear from you. You agree with this perspective on partners and channels helping with government business for startups? Uh, absolutely. It, it makes Talk such a me. massive difference. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's fascinating now to even just look at uh, a, a, a mapping of what is government because you have government departments um, that outsource a lot of their activities and they outsource to these partners and then they have their uh, vendors and, and suppliers, and um, you know, depending on just you know what level and what subject matter, there's all sorts of uh, you know qualifications that have to be met, uh, whether it's you know security clearance or you know uh, whatever it may be. But um, as um, you know, uh, uh, you know, getting in with one of the system integrators that's already plugged into it, uh, one of the vendors, one of the suppliers. Um, will make things much much easier because then you're, you're you know you 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 have the the broader context and uh, uh, it'll you know it would be a lot less painful uh, in in the overall process being um, being part of that herd as as, as Pavan describes. 
Thank you, Robert. I want to ask a question about a comment you just made. You said getting in with a bigger partner, with uh, an integrator. Okay, let's talk about what does it take to do that, that step. It's great to say, oh, go out and get large business partners who can help you with the red tape and the bureaucracy and the contracts. and Wonderful. But how do you go from, hello, we're a startup. We have a great idea. We might have one customer. We've got this thing, something, this widget in development. And we want to partner with you, big enterprise. How, how stressful is that process it sounds to be there are many stages of proving yourself not only to the government we've got what we think you need but proving yourself to the partner who will help you get the attention of the government robert you want to start this because you're you're dealing with the startups through startup focus how do you advise your startups to get to the attention of the bigger business partners to get on their way talk to it me. it is very difficult i mean okay there is no easy um uh, path for that. They're, they're looking for many validation points, and mm-hmm. so at, at minimum, it will be uh, a proof of concept to prove that everything actually works uh, to the extent you say that it works. But uh, again, as you move um, towards um, uh, you know aerospace defense, uh, you know defense departments, uh, ministries of, of defense, um, th- th- they become. Uh, uh, extremely risk adverse and, and extremely conservative, mm-hmm. and so it, it becomes a real challenge to to convey that message that you know you need the innovation. You 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 really you know would benefit from the innovation, but you're going to have to take a little bit of a risk that you know this isn't um, you know a long-standing solution that has you know hundreds of implementations that you know we can point at. This is something that you know was 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 developed literally six months ago, 12 months ago. Um, so, so there really is no easy way other than, um, uh, you know, a proof of concept to, to, to prove it out and, you know, everyone um, doing their own forms of stress testing uh, to, to validate that uh, it really is legitimate. And then once, you know, the first couple ones uh, work, then, you know, you're really on your way and, and, and you're, you're, you're well launched. But, Depending on the government department, things get, um, you know, the overall environment is extremely risk adverse. Okay, I'd like to have Mohan jump in on this. Do you agree with Robert said? Is it that difficult? Is it that dire? And how did you get past that to find larger business partners? Is it the, the uh, yeah, deep expertise? I absolutely agree with uh, Robert. Uh, it's, yeah. it's actually a, it's it's definitely a Herculean task for a startup to convince piggies uh, out there. And uh, but much but much easier than you know the business that you would be doing with government organizations, in the sense uh, once you have the right technology, right product, and uh, the domain knowledge, I think half of the job is done. I mean it's just a question of how scalable you are, how quickly you can actually ramp up the team to support those kind of large projects where you're seeking help from these organizations. And also what is important is uh, the, the the larger partner would always see what is that additional value that you bring to them. It could be that, you know, it's, it's, it's not a domain that they're very strong and that is where they see that you can add value to them is something that would be interesting for them. So this is a relationship actually of two extreme ends that try to come together but yes, once you've put in all the effort and get into the relationship, then I think the job is done. 
Okay, good. And I, I want to ask a question. Uh, Padman, I'd like you to address this, if you would, please. Yeah. We, we're talking about getting in and, and convincing a larger company, a larger enterprise, that you're worthy of a partnership, regardless of what's going to happen. How do you prove that? Is it by saying, okay, we've got five guys in this startup, five men and women. They each come with 15 to 25 years of deep expertise. They One or two of them have been in their own startups and sold them for mega, mega Uber money. They could be on Shark Tank. They're so successful. They have so many billions rolling around, and they're committed. They're young enough to have another 15, 20 years of good work life ahead of them, and they're, they eat, sleep, and drink this stuff, and we'd be great. Because if you don't have the product, the service, the app yet, on what basis would the larger partner want to bring you in and help you get government business? What do you think? So I want to go back to a question that you asked before because I want to tie this together. Basically, um, what other areas can the government help you? And Robert pointed out to research organizations and stuff like that, right? Basically, Governments can subsidize um, startups, whether through the Department of Energy or through the Department of Commerce, or local governments and state governments can give you tax breaks for payroll and others. So as a startup, even though your uh, cash flow is centric and overly um, risky, there are a grant process or a loan process with the NIST and the National Science Foundation and the Standards Institutes as well as all of the agencies that you can apply for that will allow you to get. And that is a proof sometimes mm-hmm. for, for people to, uh, to reach out to you, for the SIs to reach out to you. It happened in our case um, in a particular company where we had an NSF grant to create a location-based mobile application and that mm-hmm. application was funded by the NSF. After the NSF looked at it and told somebody, the department that wanted to implement it uh, was we were reach, uh, we were uh, talked to by the SI directly. So mm-hmm. there are influencing means of influencing through other government agencies to come back into and call you. The second piece of it is, uh, in my own experience with uh, with supply chain. We did some work for the Defense Logistics Agency where a very large system integrator was actually, uh, I was talking directly with a supply chain head of the Defense Logistics Agency, and they wanted our domain expertise. I'm echoing what Mohan says. Once you have that uh, domain expertise and you're aligned with a technology like SAP, people look for you and the SIs are much easier to actually uh, partner up than um, than in a commercial setting. I, I have found that to be. It's the initial burden of proving to them that you have the specific domain expertise and the specific knowledge of the SAP or uh, of the defense or the um, the government community. So in specific governmental uh, processes. And once you get past that, they are much more mm-hmm. easy to. Uh, integrate because they like that in uh, the system integrators like that because they don't have to worry about that particular technology area or that particular domain specific area they they can integrate you and they meet all of the requirements of fairness and um, uh, what I would say this uh, set aside in a in a typical government contract 
Thank you. That tied it up really well. Yeah, did uh, Mohan? Do you want to say something? I'm ready to take a break, but I can give you a minute if you want to talk. I think nope. uh, Padman was just right about it, and uh, you know, as mentioned, I mean, once once you have this relationship going, I think uh, uh, the road ahead becomes much smoother for you to really, you know, uh, make way for yourself. So, end of the day, you you need to actually work with. Uh, the agencies that actually help you to uh, identify such kind of startups, promote them, support them, mm-hmm. uh, to, and you need to keep pursuing with them to move ahead. Sounds like you have to have a lot of confidence, a lot of persistence, a little bit of cash in the piggy bank to keep you going until it all happens, and a shared vision and commitment. Robert, I want you to comment on that last thing because I'm going to take a break in the next minute. But, Robert, do you tell your startups you have to really, really, really want to do this? If you want to work with the government or if you're just going to deal with companies that work with the government, you have to stay the course. You have to look outward. You have to be proud of what you do and be not afraid to take those those shots. So those put-downs and come back, bouncing back and saying, we have the expertise, we have the domain, we have everything we need. Robert, is that what you ultimately tell them? They've got to stick the course to be successful? Yes, but the interesting thing is that the startups who do a lot of government work, and that's why it's so wonderful wonderful having um, uh, uh, Mohan and, and Paman on, on this uh, particular topic, um, is that they already have done um, some government work and, and they know what they're getting into. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't fortunately had too many cases where a startup was, you know, going into some sort of government bidding, you know, completely blind and completely new to it. Generally, there's someone in the in, in the company itself, even if it's a small organization, that has has come uh, out of government or knows the ropes already, and that's why they're working with them. So it, right. it's kind of interesting. In most cases, it's um, uh, startups doing government work that are coming from. That, that that sector, that industry uh, already has those contacts or it's startups that are doing private enterprise and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll look at government if something comes along, but they're not necessarily prioritizing any sort of government contract. Thank you. Guess what? I'm going to give you all a break for one minute. I've kept you talking for over 30 minutes. We didn't go out mid-break because I wanted to keep the conversation going, and I'm glad we did. We're speaking today to PV Mohan Mohan Ram from MIBS, Padman Ramankuti from Intrigo, and Robert Kapanen from SAP Startup Focus. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You are listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers. When we come back, my three esteemed panelists, very, very smart guys who know how to get the job done, they're going to tell me what they predict. If we had this conversation five years from today, Mohan, Padman, and Robert, what would we be talking about? Would this be an, okay, everybody knows how to do it, or it would still be an OMG, it's the government? So take a breath, go out and find that crystal ball. I know you've got it somewhere, guys, maybe in the attic or the back of the car. Polish it off, and I'm going to ask you blue skies or cloudy skies when we come back. Okay, Joel, take us out. Don't think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial, whatever. We'll be right back. With new companies like yours competing aggressively for top customers, your strategies and tools must level the playing field and position you well against your larger adversaries. Today, you are faced with global competition for both customers and talent that will drive your business. The bottom line 
you need to define what's going to set you apart, and you need to embrace innovation in every facet of your company and your brand. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. In today's globalized world, the competition for customers and marketplace has never been fiercer. Emerging technologies, especially those like big data, can help level the playing field and enable everyone from established enterprises to nimble startups to radically change the status quo. The bottom line, if you embrace technology, you can innovate your way to success. Big data is changing the way we live our lives and do business. Learn how with Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Startup Focus with Game Changers. Yes, let's. And we want to welcome our tweeter extraordinaire, SAP underscore radio, my colleague and co-producer, Malcolm Kimberlin. Thanks for tweeting along live at hashtag SAP radio. It's time for the crystal ball segment. We're running late, so let's give one minute each. We're going to start off with PV Mohan Mohan Ram from MIBS. One minute. What do you see, Mohan, if we had this conversation five years from today? Would we be even talking about the difficulties for startups to deal with government? Yes, no, and why, please? I think uh, no, basically because uh, the way governments have working have changed over a period of time. They realize that they cannot afford to take uh, the time that they used to take in terms of taking decisions. Things are moving. They are more open to a consortium, people working as a consortium. So in that way, startups have bigger opportunities as we move ahead. And uh, yes, I think in next five years down the line, you'll have a lot more startups doing pretty well, specifically with government organizations. Good. So blue skies ahead. I like that. And now let's thank you very much, Mohan. And by the way, you sound wonderful. Great line you're on. Appreciate it. Padman Ramankuti from Intrigo. What do you see five years from today? Blue skies, cloudy. Talk to me. I think uh, five years from now, uh, we will see a whole new way of interacting with the government. What we will see is the government using smart sensors to monitor traffic, big data to uh, introduce uh, statistics and information for the consuming public so you can look up and say what's time, where is the best place to stay, where is is the crime rate low, uh, what are those things. So big data being put to use in application layer. And it will be very, very smart cities. I think we all around the world of tr- world will be better off because I think more, all the governments, local, state, city, municipality, will be more transparent. And more transparency means more data. More data means more opportunity for startups to consume and deliver new applications. 
Thank you. I like that a lot. And Robert, I'm going to give you a minute and a half because I just gained about 30 seconds here. Robert, I'd like you to talk also about opportunities for startups to becoming suppliers of great apps, as, as Padman was just talking about, from uh, with the government entities. So talk to me, Robert. Yeah, I, I agree with those um, uh, all, all of those points. And I, I just see there's massive opportunity to improve the whole um, interface with um, all levels of government and, and, and government departments. Um, I, I think you know the, there'll be much easier interaction, um, user interface with the government offerings uh, to startups. Um, picking up on Padman's point on, on big data, um, it, just, it just makes so much sense that you know if you want to increase transparency and increase fairness, um, the, the, you know big data and the analytics uh, uh, to analyze the big data are absolutely the way to go, and the startups can actually solve problems. Uh, health problems, uh, transportation, utilities, environmental problems, um, by working with that big data uh, shared by various different uh, government groups. And then likewise, the startups, you know, with their various different offerings, uh, you know, pitching those and, and uh, showing those to, uh, to potential government buyers, I think that that whole interface has, has massive opportunity for improvement. I think what will drive it... Um, is, 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 you know, you know, consumers, uh, seeing the progress being made in private enterprise and then turning to government saying, why can't you do, you know, any, any modicum of, 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 of that sort of ease of use, you know, ease of interaction? Mm-hmm. And that's probably what will drive it. We all know there's not a lot of, you know, money in, in, in government. Every single level of government and all governments around the world are, are completely budget strapped and, 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 you know, budget, budgetary challenged. Um, but through you know innovations, um, you know it doesn't have to cost a lot of money to provide a lot of uh, simplified uh, usage and, and, and simplified access. Thank you, Robert. You know what? You left me just enough time to wrap up here. Guess what? Next Thursday, I'm wishing in advance, a week in advance, happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the U.S. who is celebrating. Hope you have a delicious day with family, friends, and everything is healthy at some point in the meal. But we'll be right back here on Thursday, December 5th with more Startup Focus with Game Changers. Our next live show, 4 p.m. Eastern, that Thursday will be Pros and Cons of VC Funding. Ooh, here's a racy one, getting in bed with the board and other business fun. Can't wait for that one. Next Tuesday, HR Trends with Game Changers, 12 noon Eastern on the Business Channel. I'll be talking with three experts on career development trends. Don't want to miss that one because I think we all hope to have careers and have careers, so you want to hear that. And next Wednesday on Coffee Break with Game Changers, day before Thanksgiving. I'm taking the day off, but I have a great best of for you. It's Sports Goes High Tech Score with some great guests. The show was originally live on October 9th, the week after. On December 4th, we'll be talking about leveraging technology donations to help transform NGOs and NPOs. Special thanks to my special guest today, of course, P.V. Mohan Mohan Ram from MIBS. Thank you, Mohan. Pleasure to speak with you. Padman Raman Kuti from Intrigo. Wonderful to have you back. And Robert Kapanen from SAP Startup Focus. Always a pleasure to speak with you. And shout-outs to Michelle Hickey. I think she's supposed to still be on vacation, but she's on email today. Michelle, go back to vacation. Robert, again, thank you for sponsoring the show. Malcolm Kimberlin uh, is on Twitter right now, and thank you, Malcolm, my co-producer, and Joel and the Business Channel team. Here's my call to action for everyone. 
Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Bonnie D. Graham signing off after another week of three live Game Changer shows brought to you by SAP. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week on HR Trends. Over and out. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. And please join host Bonnie D. Graham again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.